0: Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, taste makers and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. While the rapid growth of the plant-based market in the US initially may have been fueled by demand for alternatives to animal protein and dairy, the trend is quickly evolving as consumers tastes become more sophisticated and they begin to embrace plants for what they are, and not just what they can mimic and replace. According to the market research group Report Buyer, the U.S. plant-based meat market is growing at an impressive 24% compound annual growth rate, and is expected to reach $3 by 2024. At the same time, Nielsen data compiled last summer for the Plant-Based Foods Association estimated that the non-dairy milk alternatives – to be at about 1.6 billion and plant-based cheese to be worth 124 million. But this is a small fraction of the overall plant-based market, which Global Market Insights estimates will hit 13 trillion. That's with a t as in trillion by 2025 globally. No doubt much of this growth will continue to come from meat and dairy analogs, but a significant bump also will come from increased consumer awareness and demand for a wide range of fruits, vegetables, grains, and legumes, which they might not have known about previously or had access to. Trend spotters with the global fragrance, flavor, and food ingredient company Simrise reinforce this notion with their recently released 2019 Plus. Top Trends in North America report, which calls out plant based paradise as a top trend to watch in the coming years. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, SimRays marketing and consumer insights manager Dylan Thompson explains how a surge in the creative use of plants and plant byproducts will reshape plant based eating in the coming years. He's also quick to point out that while Americans will eat more plants, they will not all become vegans and vegetarians. With that in mind, he also shares a few trends for meat eaters. So plant-based may not sound like a flashy new trend to watch given that it's been gaining traction over the last few years, especially in the dairy and meat alternative sets. But Simrise goes deeper than most trend spotters to reveal new and sometimes unexpected aspects of the larger trend. Thompson explains that the company's 2019-plus trends report for North America is based on surveys, interviews, conversations with top chefs, and observations from food trucks to restaurants, bars, and shops around the country. From this research, Simrise plucked four key drivers of the plant-based eating that deserve innovators' careful attention.
1: Plant-based things, I guess, are nothing new, um, but we named it as a trend uh, this year. Uh, because we think it's now becoming something that all of our clients should be aware of and that everybody should have on sort of the the tip of their tongue. And this one is really all about um, plant-based things moving into new categories and making a bigger splash. So it's not just about the milks that I mentioned earlier. Um, It's taking it to another level and having um, plants being involved everywhere in every category. Um, So – Underneath each um, each trend, we have four examples that are a little bit more specific. So underneath plant-based paradise, we see four big things happening this year um, and into the future. Um, one of them we called allium array. So allium meaning everything in the onion family. Um, what was really cool that we found in our research is that alliums are going beyond just their normal sort of work that they do. They're not just a... Starter ingredient that chefs are using to start a a dish, as you use with you know almost every dish has some sort of onion, garlic, or something in it. Um, They're now sort of taking center stage, so uh, they're being charred, they're being um, you know made into uh, into sort of upscaled um, dips. So we saw a, a charred onion and sour cream dip. That's sort of a really cool callback to the classic sour cream and onion dips that you know you could buy in the store forever now, but um, at a particular restaurant in the South, we saw them uh, doing a really cool charred sour cream and onion dip uh, that was really cool. And on top of that, we've also seen them moving into other categories. So um, even onion ice cream, uh, for instance. So getting some of the varietals of volumes and um, cooking them long enough or in a certain way to get them nice and sweet and then blending them in with, um, you know, an ice cream base is that we saw that's really cool. Uh, another part of that is uh, veggies take the heat. Um, we've definitely seen veggies being uh, treated like meat. Last year, that was one of our trends, was uh, vegetables being treated like meat. This this trend, veggies take the heat, is similar. Uh, it's basically what we've seen is chefs that um, are doing all kinds of things uh, with in reference to heat with uh, vegetables. So. It could be spit roasting a, um, a butternut squash. It could be, uh, you know, taking it to another level, like taking a, um, let's say, a beet and uh, curing it in koji for a certain amount of days. Um, it's basically doing everything you can and putting more work into the vegetable um, to create a whole new flavor and a whole new um, format for vegetables we haven't seen before. Uh, The third one under plant-based paradise is called sprouting sweet. That one, the reason we called it sprouting sweet, uh, of course, is because it's all about what's happening in plant-based sweetness. So one thing that um, comes out of that are tree waters. There's been a lot of tree waters uh, entering the market lately, like birch water, um, maple water, things like that. Um, But not only that, we also see it with sweeteners, so things like beet sugar now becoming more popular and then the last one for plant-based paradise is uh, THC. So the actual THC part of cannabis, we know it's not mainstream yet. It may not be mainstream for a couple years um, or even further, but it is making a big enough impact in the food world and beverage world now um, that we need to really look at it. And now that it's been um, made legal in Canada, it's definitely uh, something that we need to keep our eye on and we think our customers should keep their eye on. So, One of the key areas that we see with that is uh, THC replacing alcohol in beer, wine, and cocktails. Um, Again, we're not there yet, but it is something that that could be coming down the pipe as a way to sort of have your um, your traditional cocktail, beer, or wine experience, but without without the hangovers and and everything else that comes along with it. So that's sort of a quick overview of what Plant-Based Paradise is all about for us for this year.
0: Earlier this week, the consumer research firm Nielsen revealed data from a recent survey that echoed Simrise's prediction about Americans' rising interest in THC, especially as it becomes legalized in more states. Specifically, it found that 34% of U.S. adults older than 21 said they're interested in consuming legalized cannabis. For most people, they said they want to consume legal cannabis to ease an ailment or for general wellness. In particular, Nielsen reports that 85% of respondents said they'd consume cannabis to relieve chronic pain, 82% to improve mental health, and 80% said for minor injuries. After that, the most frequently noted reasons were to improve sleep, relax, and to treat non-pain medical conditions. Taking a step back, though, to look at what's driving an increased interest in plant-based eating as a whole... Thompson attributed it partly to increased access to information about the impact of animal agriculture and the environment and people's health.
1: Some of it is more awareness from consumers, definitely, with the amount of accessibility now that consumers have to different media platforms. So, for instance, all the documentaries that they can find on Netflix and the internet and other platforms that talk about why plant-based is a smart decision and um, sort of the environmental impact that that uh, some different meats have and, and things like that does it mean that meats going away. No, I mean we have a lot of uh, a lot of trends that involve meat and it's still um, still very popular. But I think um, right now there are more than just the the hardcore like vegetarians and vegans and uh, those type of consumers that are going after plant-based—it's now more mainstream. People are starting to think more about what they eat. They want to be holistically healthy. So um, it doesn't mean that everyone's going to be a vegetarian uh, in the next couple of years, but it may mean that they may think twice, um, you know, before they they go into something that's uh, is uh, is not plant-based. So I think that's probably the main area. It's mainly consumer-driven.
0: Research from the New Marketing Institute reinforces this idea that most consumers who are reducing meat are doing so for health reasons. According to the consulting group's 2019 LoHa Sustainability Report, Sustainable Foods, about a third of consumers across all age groups are reducing their meat consumption for the same reasons. One, to improve their overall health. Two, to reduce their risk of heart disease. And three, to lose weight. While many people are cutting back on animal protein, there are still many Americans who want to eat meat. And according to Simrise's research, those who do are more likely to reach for options that are healthier, but that also come with a side of comfort. Uh,
1: comfortably Yum is all about comfort food. We know comfort food's not going away, and we know that uh, comfort food is basically a way for consumers to um, do exactly what the name says, find comfort come back to uh, the past, have some nostalgia and some um, sort of memories that bring me back to what childhood was like or what uh, comfortable times were like. So underneath Comfortably Young, one of the more beady trends that we have is called checkmate chicken. So what we see is that in sort of the area of meat, chicken is sort of bracing to become the king uh, this year. I mean, it's already kind of the king in the U S, uh, definitely. I mean, and part of that, I guess, is also driven by the health trends that I was just mentioning and people wanting to be ballistically healthy. So having a healthier profile than some of the other meats that are out there. Um, but we actually, in one of the interviews that we had with, uh, with the star chefs, um, we had a really, uh, a pretty big name, well-known chef. Uh, I won't mention him here, but, uh, that owns a lot of restaurants and is the, not only owns them, but is the head chef at, at a bunch of different restaurants talking about how he was focusing on doing new things with chicken and he wants to make chicken shine and he doesn't want to make it boring anymore. He wants to go beyond just the fried chicken that we've seen lately and fried chicken sandwiches and chicken and waffles. He's taking it in a new direction. So some of his restaurants looking at healthy aspects and, uh, in some aspects, looking at, okay, how do we bring some more global aspects in the chicken or some areas that have been neglected and doing some new cool things. Um, On top of that, there's the consumer side. So um, definitely consumers are still eating chicken, um, still one of the top proteins. And lastly, we've seen uh, a big uh, push. uh, I don't remember if it was this year or last year, but with Yum! Brands um, announcing that they were, going to launch a new chicken concept, um, that will actually compete directly with Chick-fil-A. And, uh, with that said as well, Chick-fil-A has also been one of the most talked about, um, uh, QSR restaurants over the last couple of years. They continue to grow at a really fast pace and, uh, becoming more and more popular. And something that we witnessed in person in our area being in New Jersey is, um, the amount of Chick-fil-A's that are going up when, you know, we, people, uh, it's almost unheard of around here. There's a few of them, but they're just popping up everywhere, it seems. And with that announcement from Yum Brand, that sort of helped us uh, seal the deal together with what we've seen from talking to the chefs and on, on menus as well. So we just think that there's going to be more to come with chicken and more interesting stuff coming out, um, you know, every day.
0: Just as there's still room for meat in the American diet, Thompson says there is room for dairy despite the rising popularity of non-dairy options?
1: Um, One of the things, one of our trends is called Future Looks Super. And it's all about what different superfoods are growing and trending. Um, So one of those that we've seen is fermented um, alternative dairy. So there's a whole area of fermented dairy, um, like cottage cheese, for instance. that has been around for a long time, but now some of the alternative dairies um, are doing the same thing and fermenting and creating different um, flavors and foods from that.
0: While we're only able to explore a small sampling of the Trends and SimRises report today, we are going to take another look at it next week when Thompson shares a few details about other longer-range trends that the company is watching. Until then, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week.